you probably know about JSX. It's really grown in in popularity and and stature. They're based in Love Field, but operate in U.S. and Mexico. It's a point-to-point service, a hop-on jet, they call it. It'll take you to Florida or Colorado or California. But pretty soon, there are going to be some changes, maybe in about five years. They're sort of on been on the leading edge of a lot of things. Alex Wilcox, co-founder and CEO of JSX, joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Pleasure to be here, David. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and it's good to see you doing well. You know the way I know you're doing well? Because the majors never mentioned you until just the last few months, and all of a sudden they're saying, well, wait a minute, these guys allow you to skip the lines at the airports and just walk on the jet whenever you want to. So you must be, you must be a, a true disruptor now. Well, you know, change has its enemies, and, uh, you know, people do like us, and that's pretty un- unusual in our industry, and uh, particularly when it comes to our, your customers. So I think they may be a little bit jealous. Uh, there's nothing that we're doing today at JSX that they couldn't do tomorrow if they wanted to. Uh, they just don't want to. So you, you'd have to ask them uh, why they're upset about it. But you've been building this and building steady and building in reputation. How do you choose your locations? How do you choose the cities that you go to? Well, I got a dartboard uh, in the office. We put a map uh, uh, right, you know, on top of that, and just uh, have at it every day. Uh, but you know, kidding aside, we look for places where uh, people who appreciate our service and are willing to pay for it want to go. And uh, it's a pretty dynamic uh, situation, actually. You know, a lot of our markets are seasonal. Um, a lot of people want to go to Florida, <clears throat> for example, from New York. Uh, this time of year, but not necessarily in August. And uh, we're in and out of markets uh, with some seasonality as well. So, you know, we've got our bread and butter markets like uh, Southern California uh, to, to Las Vegas. In fact, anywhere to Las Vegas, we go from Dallas, we go from uh, Boulder, Colorado, we go from uh, all over the country, probably 15 different markets into Vegas at various times of the year. Uh, we got Northern California to Southern California, we got New York to Florida, we got Dallas to about six six different places and, and some more seasonally as well. Dallas Gunnison, very, very popular in the summertime too. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it, it changes it a little bit every year as we continue to learn and, and iterate, but, uh, some have stood the test of time in our eight years of operating history and, uh, some are experiments that we, that we continue to try. And you've changed some habits. I, we had somebody on the other day, a chef who commutes to Crested Butte on JSX and it's oh, just yeah. because you can hop on in, in 10 minutes or so. So, so I want to get back to that, but, but what I really saw, I saw the other day, you all were, I guess, maybe the lead uh, order for 300 hybrid electric aircraft that yep. presumably are going to start taking off in about four or five years. But, I mean, this is, you talk about disrupting. This is really something. This is here you're going to start serving different kinds of markets with these, right? Well, here's the thing. I mean, JSX, we charge a little bit more than the airlines in many cases, sometimes less, but but often a little bit more. Um, and largely that's because of the technology of the airplanes. You know, every airplane we've got uh, is uh, about a 20-year-old. It looks and smells brand new, by the way. But they're highly modified and uh, and modernized. But um, but the airframes are older and they're less efficient. And so the one, you know, the one thing that really keeps our costs up is the amount of fuel that we have to burn every single day. And obviously that's a cost that's completely out of our control. So we're buying it mostly for cost reasons. And so we can get the cost down and, and address a bigger market. Um, I think that the, the thing to know about these new airplanes is that, you know, they'll they'll go about the same speed for the uh, short distances that we're flying. We're not going to be flying these airplanes from New York to Florida, but we are certainly going to fly them from, you know, Southern California to Las Vegas or Dallas to Houston. 
uh, or other, other kind of two to 300 mile markets. And that's what they're really uh, designed and built for. So this is not a replacement airplane uh, for a lot of what we do, but it is for the short haul markets. And I think that's where we're gonna see the big impact. We chose these hybrids and they're all the same design, basically, you know, fundamentally, they're all high wing airplanes. Uh, they've all got a number of motors on the propeller, electric motors, and they've all got a turbocharger uh, somewhere on the airplane so they can actually extend the range you know, with traditional uh, jet fuel. But the other thing they all have in common is they're 30% to 50%, if you believe the numbers, maybe 70% more fuel efficient in certain missions than the airplane we're flying today on a per customer basis. And so that what that ultimately means is that we can provide the amazing JSX, you know, rapid uh, and friendly customer service to a much, much bigger audience because the price points would be so low. But these and also, of, you could take off and land in a smaller, in smaller areas, too. right? Yep. So yep, that, that really does, that opens up all sorts of possibilities. It does. It does. You know, you've got lots of smaller airports, you know, dotted around, you know, here in Texas, obviously, um, there are many airports, both in Dallas and in Houston and even in Austin, uh, dotted around. You don't have to go from Love Field to Hobby. You know, you could go, if you lived up there from McKinney, uh, down to Katy, you know, if that's close to where you're going. And with a nine or a 19 or even a 30 passenger airplane, you can offer Kind of these micro markets, you know, where you've got all these adjacent markets, uh, or I should say adjacent airports that get you much, much closer to your destination. But you can do it at volume because the operating costs uh, are so low. So instead of, you know, like I said, Love Field to Hobby, uh, you could go from, you know, Fort Worth uh, to Ellington, for example. Um, and so many, many more city uh, combinations become available because we can use, by the way, do you know there are 2,000 airports in this country uh, and only 480 of them are served by the major airlines? Yeah. Yeah, All and a lot of them have airports. really gotten a, gotten short shrift. I I've I've heard okay. over the years, you know, twenty or thirty years, from you know the people in Wichita Falls and Texarkana yeah. and Shreveport, the people who, who for a short time were served maybe by Texas International, and even you know has extended their runways so they could be, and now they say you know it it becomes a civic problem. We can't attract business because we don't have air service. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you go up to Tulsa, go to Oklahoma City, a lot of those places, you know, whatever few flights they have left are uh, are only to the big hubs. And then you go to other places, you go to West Texas, you know, Del Rio, they lost all their service yeah. during COVID and it never came back. Yeah. So if you live, you know, a community of 50,000 people, air service is zero. Do you think there's subsidies available to you? There's, there used to be an essential air service out of the federal government, but also a lot of these cities you know, will pay up to get somebody to come and, and serve their city, which would help you get started. Yeah, I mean, I suppose to, to start a market that you thought had long-term viability, uh, it could work. But, you know, one of the big problems that we have is not just the cost of the fuel and the airplanes, but it's also the cost of the pilots. And, you know, the major airlines are basically trying to corner the market on pilots. The pilot uh, unions are also doing their bit to make sure that uh, fewer and fewer people can qualify every year. They make the increase the barriers to entry. Um, it gets, it, it's a very expensive thing to go out and accumulate 1,500 hours at your own expense, uh, to go fly for the major airlines. And so pilot salaries are through the roof as well. And like, I want my pilots to be very competent, very well paid. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but at the major airline level, it's reached the point where, um, the very thing that's going to happen is that as the costs of offering these services, which are mostly driven by pilot uh, pay, uh, you, there's just fewer and fewer markets that you can serve. And so it's a structural issue. It's a cost issue, and no amount of subsidy is really going to change that um, because the subsidies eventually run, run out, but the costs continue to increase. Right, right. So tell me about your your choice of aircraft because I've seen a lot about 
about Joby, which is electric, and a lot's been written re- recently about Archer a- a- Aviation, which uh, is publicly traded and and pure electric. Why go with a why a hybrid? Well, you know, we sell range. You know, I think the the EV toll market is really for intra city travel. You know, uh, maybe you get from Dallas to Fort Worth, but mostly it's going from uptown to downtown. Uh, and, and maybe around town, but you know these aren't 200 to 300 mile airplanes, and that's the business that we're in. You know we know what business we're in. We're not in the helicopter business, and I think these are largely, you know, replacements for helicopters, and they should also be a lot, you know, less expensive to operate. And uh, but there's other regulatory challenges, but that's just not the business we're in. You know we're we're not Uber, we're not a helicopter operator. We're we're a short haul regional air carrier, and that's the mission that we need to fulfill. And also I think the technological hurdle is much, much lower for us. These are conventional airplanes. They've got wings on them. Uh, the physics is very understood. The regulatory, you know, in, uh, the regulatory structure is very well understood. There's no new certification uh, groundbreaking work that has to get done to get these airplanes in the oh, air. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot more risk, I think, involved in the eVTOL and all electric world. And you could carry more people on these, right? I mean, what, what, what's oh, yeah. the, what, what are the past? The smallest like? one we bought um, is, a, is a nine-seater. Um, and then we've got a 19-seater, and then we've got a 30-seater. And so there's something special regulatory from a regulatory standpoint for each of those, you know, nine seats. Uh, there's a lot of airlines that fly nine-seaters today, Cessna Caravans and Technums. Um, you can fly those with a single pilot today. You can fly to major airports. You can fly scheduled. 19 seats is the limit, you know, with no flight attendant. And so that's why they make them for a 19-seater. And then 30 seats is the limit for Part 135, which is the part of regulations that we fly under. So typically when you look at the design limit of an airplane, they're trying to satisfy some regulatory niche. And so this hits all three of those boxes for us. So the time frame you, I, I've seen 2028 for the first delivery. Is that realistic? Well, you'd have to ask the manufacturers, you know, <laughs> I think that. that but you've got to plant an airline around them. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got, we've got a, we've got a hearty supply of airplanes. The Ember 135 is not going anywhere. The 145 is not going anywhere soon. We've got plenty more left that we can uh, continue to convert. We're flying 48 of those airplanes today and we plan to, to add more. I'm not holding my breath for these. I, I do think it's going to be, um, you know, building and certifying an airplane and then certifying the production is not a trivial task. And as we've seen recently, if you don't do it right, you know, you can really get into trouble. And so we're not putting any pressure on these guys to rush it. We want them to do, to, to do it right. Well, it's, it's, it's a fun ride to watch and uh, watch the growth of JSX. And we look forward to seeing, uh, seeing if indeed these, these hybrids come in in 2028. Well, if your listeners want a taste of what the future is going to be like, you know, they should fly JSX today. And then we're just going to continue to drive the cost down with these new technologies. And a good commercial for that. Alex Wilcox is co-founder and CEO of JSX. Thank you for spending some time with us. We look forward to doing it again. Absolute pleasure, David. Thank you. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.